For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in, so if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casinos as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds, and today's episode, I have the 2011 junior champion and international medalist, Courtney Hicks. Courtney, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, funny story. We grew up together with uh, some other really big skaters right now. Skaters like Gracie Gold, Ashley Kane, Jessica Cowling. Leah Kaiser, Katarina Kogeko, we were all in this small little skating group of intermediate novice skaters, junior skaters, and for so many years we were all competing together and we all ended up reaching this high level in the sport and competing internationally, which is so amazing just to have been involved with such a great group of women, a great group of talented athletes, um, and to see each other's success. So yeah, wow, flash forward like 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, let's talk a let's talk a little bit about the start of your career. So, what got you into skating, and how were you as a little competitor um, when you were growing up? So, like basically, I got into skating um, kind of like on my own because um, I saw it like I don't know. Apparently, my mom watched skating when I was like younger, but I don't remember any of that. But I saw it like in a little like community like event thing, little pamphlet. Um, I was like, oh, mom, like I wanna I wanna try skating, and my mom was like, absolutely no. Like, absolutely not. Like, it's cold. We're, like, you're not going to like it. I don't want to do No. So I tried, like, a couple other things. Like, I tried, like, ballet gymnastics, like, a couple other sports. And then, like, I came back, like, the next time that thing came out, whatever. I was like, oh, mom, like, I still want to try skating. She's like, fine. Fine. Like, we'll try it. You're not going to like it. You're going to be cold the whole time. It's, but we'll try it. And then, um, yeah, I very much liked it. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but, no, I was really competitive as, like, a little kid. Um, like, I love going to competitions like yeah performing was like that was my jam um yeah no I don't know I, I, I've been told I was very competitive and like I liked the competitions apparently <laughs> I mean that's a great sign because it is a sport so competition is necessary yeah that's cool <laughs> who did you grow up skating under like who were your coaches when you were younger I know that you switched coaching like a few times in your career 
So talk about the reasoning yeah. behind that when you were growing up. Yeah. So like my first coaches were just, um, I don't even know like the actual name of it, but I was called like old Ontario in like Ontario, California. Um, so I grew up skating there for a couple of years and then I moved to Brian Tut at center ice in Ontario. Um, and he kind of got me started on like everything. And then eventually he was like, okay, I can't really like help you much more. So I'm going to have you, he had me start taking lessons from Mr. Nix where I met my coach that I went to Scott Wendland. Um, so Scott was like my head coach for a couple of years while I was still taking from Mr. Nix and then went from Scott to Mr. Nix as my head coach. Um, just because I mean, Mr. Nix was kind of like, Hey, I would like to work with you more. Um, and then also I think Scott was kind of stepping back from skating a little bit at that time anyway. And then, yeah, moved, like I ended up with Todd and Jenny um, under Mr. Nix's advice. And then event, or and Alex, Alex and Jerry, who I moved to them because um, like I had known them for forever. Um, and that was a big, they were like really helpful for me in like figuring out like who I was as a skater, like what I wanted to do in skating, all of that stuff. Um, and so that, yeah, that move from them to further past that was more just because like I, we got too familiar with each other and stuff. So I wasn't really growing as much anymore. But yeah, eventually ended up in Colorado um, with Christy Croft. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So one of the things you just said about one of the coaches that you were with was kind of finding yourself within skating and uh, what you wanted to skate for, right, as an athlete. So talk about that process. How did you go about finding that, and what did you find? Who are you as a skater? Yeah, a lot of it was just because, like, when I was growing up skating, like, it was just, like, I really, like, you know, just jumping, like, going fast, all of that. I never really paid much attention to, like, the performance part of skating um, and, like, the emotional side. And so I guess Alex and your, like, I don't know, they really helped me just, like, I had to figure out what I wanted to, you know, like how, what kind of a skater I wanted to be, what kind of a like, like performances I wanted to do on the ice and what kind of message I wanted to send like with my programs. So, um, yeah, it was just really figuring out how to express myself and like what I wanted to express, I guess. Um, but I figured out, like, I really like skating to things that have a lot of passion behind them. Like, I don't know, I like to be able to express a lot of emotion, um, even if it's not necessarily, like, an emotion that I'm feeling at the time, it's really nice for me to be able to go on the ice and, like, I guess, explore different kinds of emotions, different feelings, um, and try to portray that, so that was kind of what I found I really enjoyed doing. That's awesome, that's a really good artistic development, so to speak, <laughs> right, that yeah. all skaters are looking for, um, yeah. so it's cool that you figured out what you wanted to do with that. <laughs> I want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. <laughs> but yeah so let's talk a little bit about um 2011 you won junior nationals in greensboro i remember that nationals so well because i was just running around 
being a crazy <laughs> little kid and annoying a lot of skaters probably. Um, yeah, super funny. I love thinking about Greensboro. But back then, your jumps, well, and today now still, not just back then, but in 2011, your jumps were so incredible. For everyone listening, one of Courtney's very unique kind of special things she brings to skating are her jumps because there are so much power and speed and strength in what she does with that um again super unique and yeah you won nationals and everybody was talking about how you were you had such a big potential in lady skating for the future uh because of how strong you were technically but then after that you got injured so let's talk about that what happened yeah so like the year after I won, I decided, like, I was like, why am I doing, like, triple flip, triple toe? Like, I don't like toe loops. Why am I doing this as my triple, triple combo? So I started working um, flip loop. And um, I think I was, like, growing a little bit at that time, too, because I got really bad, like, Osgood slaughter in my right leg. Um, and I was, like, young. Like, I was like, oh, like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need to do anything about it. Like, it's fine. And then, yeah, um, it continued to get worse. And then eventually I was at the JGP in Milan, like in the short program. So I, this was coming off of also like, like I'd won my first JGP in Australia. So this is coming, like coming off. This is the JGP after that. Um, and so I'm going like, Oh, like I'm feeling good, like blah, blah, blah. And then I remember doing like in the short program, I fell on like my flip, my opening combo. Um, I went down the flip part. I remember being like really mad as like, I didn't miss flips. I was like, well, that's really weird. And then in the long, I went to go do the flip, uh, flip loop, fell on the flip again. And then I went to go get up and like, like my leg wouldn't move um so apparently what it did is it like the end I guess like the end game of Osgood is like your tendon gets so tight that it could pull up the growth plate so that's what mine did um so luckily it didn't like the tendon was fine and everything so it was all just like bone structure um so yeah like the growth plate on the front of my knee like wow. popped up and I like fractured my tibia but so yeah so and so I was like in Italy so I had to go to the hospital like they put like a half cast and I had to fly home and like get surgery to put um two screws in there to like keep it down and stuff an interesting little learning experience there (laughs) that is so crazy I mean not only is that so gnarly to happen just in general but at a competition nonetheless um that would be terrifying (laughs) probably better in competition because like the adrenaline so like I didn't oh, like I was in, I, yeah, I was in shock yeah so I was like okay I guess there's that one bonus yeah I mean that makes sense what was the rehabilitation like for you after that so how did you kind of deal with an injury of that magnitude in competition um, you know fresh off your junior champion win having to recover and then come back just as strong because again you were Courtney Hicks so promising so much potential yeah, um, I was originally, like, I was really mad that, like, it happened, because um, I was, like, are you, like seriously, like, in the middle of, like, this season, especially, like, like you said, like, having one junior and then having one my first year GP, I was, like, oh, like, I could have gone to, like, the final, like, all this stuff, that was, like, what was going through my head, oh, excuse me, and then eventually, like, I realized, I was, like, okay, this is probably good for you, because, like, I don't know, I feel like, like, I was still, like, pushing too hard before that, Um, like, I wasn't, like, I never took any breaks, like, I didn't really, like, take care of, like, my body or anything very well, I just was, like, training whatever um so I think that was actually really helpful for me to figure out like how like I never did like my warm-ups weren't great like my recovery wasn't great beforehand um so I had to really learn how to do that because after my injury like um I don't know if it was because I grew or whatever happened um but like my body didn't recover or like it didn't 
like it didn't recover as easily. Um, I, yeah, so I, I, like, I had to warm up. I had to do all this recovery because, like, my body wouldn't do it naturally as well. Um, no, like, once, once I got over, like, kind of being mad that that had happened, like, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I guess, like, I have to start recovering somehow. So I, I, I think it was really good mentally while I was off. Um, and that helped me a lot. Like, once I got back on the ice, um, I was pretty quick I think not like quick but I just like I was very like steadfast and like getting back to my full strength um yeah yeah 2021 for me is all about self-care and love which means I'm focusing on being happy and feeling relaxed mental clarity is the first step to my better life which is why I've been taking down Sunday scary CBD gummy bears like candy When my mind starts racing or I need to decompress, I simply pop two gummies and in 20 minutes, I'm in max relax mode. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress relieving business, not the stress causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code Polina for your discount. That's promo code Polina for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're amazing and you won't regret joining their squad. So then continuing on, you know, you competed as a senior. You got multiple medals internationally in different um, senior B competitions or international classics and stuff like that. Let's talk about consistency within skating and your career in general. Do you practice mental training for the mental side of skating? I do. um, I did a lot more before, but I'm like, I still do practice stuff like with different things that I've been taught. Um, But yeah, I definitely do. Like, I think it's really important. It helps just, I don't know, I guess it helps put things like in perspective, like in competition, whatever. And even for like daily training, it's just something that helps me like stay on track and not get like caught up in whatever like that one day is yeah exactly it's it's has to do a lot with the the zen moment the focus that you need especially when you go into competition right and you have the adrenaline and the nerves and everything is like a flurry (laughs) around you and you can get caught up in that right but it's kind of like you need to be in the eye of the hurricane you need it to be zen yeah um to ground you so yeah, what do you do like meditation or do you do any yoga or do you do? Yeah, I, I like yoga a lot. Um, I've been doing that for a few years. Um, I just find that super helpful. Just like, yet yeah, like ground yourself, whatever. Um, and I do like visualization a lot too. I'll do that. Like, especially before a competition, like I like to get to the competition and then like go like either up or somewhere where I can see like a lot of the ice surface and like visualize the program on it, like set certain like visual markers for where I know I need to set up my jumps, um, different things like that. Gotcha. So like sometimes with your performances later on, I feel like you would skate super great, but the judges don't always give you like an honest chance to win, um, an honest chance to get like the points and the placement that you deserve after something like a great short program or whatever. And this isn't specific just towards you, but like, so many skaters but that's why I asked do you feel that as well as a skater yeah like you definitely do because like you know there's sometimes where like you finish a program and you're like oh that was like that was good that was really good and like you're really excited to see the score um and then the score comes out and like you're just kind of confused because it's like 
Yeah. Because, like, you can tell, like, when you're like, okay, well, I'm, like, I feel like I deserved higher than that, but, um, yeah, it's just, like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's odd, but, like, yeah, like you said, it happens to so many people, so. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like a lot of the time judges kind of hold back, especially in the Mm -hmm. short program with certain skaters, even when they have great skates, because they want to see how they do in the long program, and I don't know, I just feel like they should really start rewarding individual performances because you never know what's going to happen in the future or even in the long program right so if you do well you should get a good score (laughs) right yeah (laughs) well recently since like you've been in Colorado Springs now um you're working with Christy Carl right Mm -hmm. so what are your plans for this next year because I know you weren't at nationals this year because of Mm -hmm. a hip injury and you just had surgery so how did that come to happen um, so I had, like, sometime in the summer, um, shortly, probably, like, a couple months after coming back from, like, the, like all the quarantine and everything, when the rinks started wor- uh, opening back up, I think, like, I'm not exactly sure when it started, but I started getting, like, a labrum tear, um, but so I started having hip pain in, like, June, and then I didn't get an MRI until October, um, so by that time, little tear and then like kept skating but we were like trying to deal with like I was having PT I was like doing stuff about it um but like yeah like it kept tearing because like you know, like flip loop is my combo so it's really hard on the hip so like that like eventually like I had to stop doing flip loops during like during practice at all so like yeah um had to like really walk back what I was doing and skating and finally got another MRI and it torn more I was like okay I'm just gonna try to make it to the um what was it the qualification series that they had for nationals yeah so okay, I'm just make it through that and then like I'll see like what else we can do for this to get it like to make it maybe through nationals whatever um but yeah so like getting to that qualification thing was like I like throughout the time I had to keep like walking stuff back so then by the time I finally did that I was doing triple flip double toe at the beginning and I was doing I wasn't doing any loops except for in the program um, so I was trying to do two flips, a lutz, and two loops. Like, that was all that I could really, like, do with my hip. Oh, and then a sow cow. Even getting to that, like, it just – eventually I was just like, this isn't – like, my hip's not working. Like, I had no stability on it. Um, so I tried to do, like, the recording, and it was just – I was like, this isn't – it's not worth it. Like, I need to stop. So I um, ended up stopping, so, like, not qualifying for nationals or anything. And then, yeah, going for surgery on Jan- – eh, beginning of January. That's so crazy. Yeah surgery <laughs> yeah I, yeah because that's what I was like I was like I don't know like is there anything else we could do and they're like well we could try PT we could try all this and so like eventually I was just like let's just do the surgery now get it done with get it fixed and then work for next year like yeah yeah <laughs> it's so interesting to hear about too because I feel like there's a lot of skaters especially with the loop combo for the triple triple I always hear like hip issues when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. like because of the force from that yep. loop. So oh, skating, yeah. skating, yeah, man. Yeah. So now that your hip is um, recovering, are you going to continue to try to go after that loop combo or is that something that you're going to drop and try like coming back to the I show? would like to because it's like, I think I probably just overdid it like with everything just coming back from quarantine. Like I think I got to like, too much too fast or something like that so I think because I'd been doing flip loops for like three years now mm-hmm. and it's been fine before that but yeah I think I just probably overdid it so like obviously like because I, I haven't gotten back on the ice yet 
Um, so once I do, I'll have to see how things are feeling with it. But I think I should be able to do flip loops. I'll just have to like, you know, keep the numbers small. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So how long is your rehabilitation period or like your recovery process with? Yeah, um, so they think I'm probably going to be able to get on the ice at the beginning of April, um, according to my PT, because that's like I'm in the last like I'm in like stage five of the recovery and there's like six stages. So yeah, they think I should be done with this in about April. That's awesome. That's pretty soon. Woo! <laughs> you get to yeah. step back on the ice. Let's go. I know, right? Uh, so nice. <laughs> I know, for, for any skater that's off, like due to injury, it is the weirdest thing to just not be able to skate or work out too. Yeah, that was rough. Cause I was like, I would be sitting there cause at the beginning, like right after surgery, I wasn't even a lot, like I couldn't do any external rotation at all and I couldn't bend at like my hips past 90 so mm. I was like trying to like sit like and do some sort of a workout but even like sitting I had to like sit back and it's like well I guess I could do like arms sort of so I was trying to like do something I was just like it's fine it's better than nothing oh my god yeah no totally I funny story last spring I had just like a weird groin injury where I was just super tight. All I needed was PT, uh, but because of COVID or the pandemic, I couldn't get any PT. And so I was sitting like on the couch for like a week, just not moving because my leg hurt so bad and I couldn't just like raise it up to my knee even like, um, and I remember just thinking just basic mobility, so underrated. Like it is, take it so for granted. And when you can't move, like yeah. just like rotating your leg or something like that. That's such a simple thing that we mm-hmm. like, it flies over your head all the time. And then when yeah. you can't do that, you're sitting there and you're like, yeah. all I want is to be able to function normally again. I will never, I will never take it for granted again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be an Olympic season. Are yep. you focused on, this next season with the Olympics in mind, or is it going to be a little bit longer of a process for you because of this injury? Um, like, of course, like the Olympics are in mind, but yeah, I am trying to think like, cause really what I want to do this year is like get back to being healthy um, and being able to actually like skate how I know I can. Cause like last year, even just like in regular skate, like I couldn't train as much as I wanted to. I couldn't like physically couldn't skate mm-hmm. as well as I wanted to. Um, so I really like, that's kind of, I think going to be a big focus this year is just trying, I guess, setting myself up to skate as well as I can and having nothing like hindering me with that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Health is the most important. So (laughs) yeah, definitely. (laughs) You were also, so this is kind of, um, obviously a current trend in skating. There are so many Russian and Japanese girls doing triple axles and quads Mm-hmm. you also worked on a triple axel like in the past I remember it's been like a couple of, yeah it's been a, it's been a couple of times like on and off somewhere yeah. in the last <laughs> 10 years <laughs> so how was that process for you when you were going after it because I it wasn't the same environment as skating is today but still it was a really big deal to even be yeah. working on it so what were your thoughts on um axel? so I have always had like a big love-hate relationship with axles um they're not my favorite jump but like triple axel, so I originally started working on it like without a harness um, or like a pull harness or whatever. So I would just kind of like throw myself into the air, like, and then, so like it was basically like just like try and then like they would like tweak my, um, 
technique a little bit and then I finally got on a pole harness and I actually got pretty close a few times like I've done ones where like I've fallen on clean ones or I've landed like quarter cheated ones um and I have a couple which actually from my first year here I was working on it really hard and usually every time I'd have to stop working on it because of like I have um my left knee has a lot of issues and so I'd start getting knee problems with that again um so I'd have to like walk it back but um no, that first, the first year when I was here, I was getting really close to triple axles. And it was just something like, I don't know, like I would have like my normal training day. Cause it was like, you know, I still had like a short and a long and like all the other jumps to do. Um, and so it was like, I would treat the axle like an extra thing. So it was basically like I would put time every day, but it would be maybe like on an extra session. Or if I'd had like a light session that when I do it at the end of the session, just like try to knock out a couple of reps just to try to get some like make some more headway on it um but yeah it was definitely really interesting because that was even before it was super new that people were doing like a lot of people were doing triple axles at that point so I was kind of like well I guess I'll start yeah. now um but it wasn't like a super I guess like it wasn't like my highest priority yeah it wasn't really a necessary element yeah back was- even I want to say like two years ago or three years ago yeah so it's it's crazy how much has changed just in the past like two years it's yes but with that yeah. landscape in mind with so many like young girls now doing not only triple axel but also quads at the end of their programs that always really gets me I'm like I just don't understand um <laughs> and then I feel so old and I'm like damn my my generation is just it's gone but yeah you know you won your junior championship 10 years ago. So what motivates you to keep going and skating in a field where there's so many young skaters developing technically in ways that we weren't, but like, what do you bring to the table now? Um, I've still, so uh, for the past couple of years, I've really been trying to push like my performance and my um, skating skills, like that side of of it, because that was kind of something I realized after I got injured was I was like, Oh, like, you know for the first I think month or month and a half when I came back back in 2000 uh I guess 12 like when I got back on the ice I couldn't do like anything jumps at all so I was mm-hmm. cleared so I worked on my skating skills and so like ever since then I kind of realized I was like okay this this part of skating like I can literally always no matter what be working on it and pushing on it pushing it even if like because like as I'm getting older like I'm able to do fewer things like physically because my body's just it's like it's been worked. Um, but I was like, I can always push like the artistic side of skating um, and not like, that's something I can, no matter, like, even if I'm never jumping again, like I can always still push. Yeah. Artistic. Um, so that's something I've really like tried to expand on and keep working on. I feel like I really have like, I've grown a lot in my skating in the past couple of years, I think. Totally. You have. <laughs> it's, it's honestly really great to see. And it's awesome just because, um, you know, you are just like a veteran in the sport already being in it so long and um, continuing to push and strive. So it's definitely inspiring to see. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, lastly, just to kind of put Courtney in full perspective, I know you're really into photography. Your photos are super beautiful. It's awesome to see, you know, different sides of skaters and what they're into. So what else besides skating are you up to nowadays um I really so I've been trying to do like more painting and stuff 
which I really, I really did a lot of it during the quarantine months. Um, I haven't done as much lately, but yeah, like photography and painting, I'd say are my two like biggest things probably outside of skating. Like I've tried to like sell a couple of things. Um, yeah, different stuff like that. But yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. So artistic of you. <laughs> we love it. We love to see yeah. it. Oh, awesome. Well, I wish you the best health first and foremost. Thank you. And yeah. Um, yeah, I I'd love to see your uniqueness in skating next season and I'm wishing you success in the future and everything that you do. So yeah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Please let me know what you think. Subscribe to my channel. Give me a rating. Give me a review. Follow me on my Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And stay tuned for my upcoming episodes. I have some really great interviews planned. I'm super excited about them. So keep an eye out for them. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.